When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinema the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And today we're going to do something a little bit different because it is our 300th episode. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, the Cinema <laughs> And Kathy, it's not my birthday. Um, so if it's your first time here, probably not the best episode to jump in on. Yeah, um, go away. You won't like it. We're going to be, be self-indulgent. <laughs> we're going to be a little bit self-indulgent here. And we're going to look back over the past eight years uh, of this podcast and what we're going to do is pull together some of our favourite moments uh, it's a bit, it's basically a clip show um, <laughs> and we're going to also just talk openly about um, some of our personal highlights um, you know why we started the podcast that, that kind of that kind of thing mm-hmm. so get a little bit navel gazy um, that, that's what we decided to do the, other, the alternative uh, idea for this which we were throwing around which Cathy suggested was Let's review the movie 300 <laughs> by Zack Snyder. And then we couldn't think of anything better. So, so, so I said, look, fine. Okay, let's do that. So we watched that we movie. Did to, yeah. And then, and then Cathy goes, no, actually. I was like, this isn't worthy of our 300 episodes. So we, so we bloody watched, we watched 300 for nothing. for nothing. I think we'll review it on the Patreon, but yes. it ain't getting here. Uh, so yeah, and speaking of the Patreon, just to mention, you know, if you add in those episodes, we've done, we, we numbered it, we've done over 200 episodes <laughs> over on the Patreon, which you can go to at patreon.com forward slash the cinemile uh, and get access to all of them instantly. So if you want 500 episodes, <laughs> that's there for you too. And then we're going to watch 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> so um, firstly, I think just looking back, this 2016, we were living in uh, Richmond in England, a really nice part of the world. Um, and I think I'd been badgering you uh, for a while to to do a podcast uh-huh. with me. Because I thought, I was quite obsessed with movie podcasts. I remember as I got you into Kermode and Mayo a little uh-huh. bit. I was listening to them a lot over the years. The Slash Film cast. Um, and I was, like, this is 2016. I was borderline, like, what's a podcast? <laughs> 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 and... Um, you kept you kept just batting away this suggestion. You basically had no interest in sitting down, talking into a microphone mm-hmm. in a room, and talking about a movie. And so you you set out the framework <laughs> for me. That was the challenge for me then to come up with uh, something that didn't involve sitting down and talking into a microphone. Because I think your particular criticism of those podcasts and others was it's just a load of people in a room 
talking about movies. You well, didn't no, want that. Well, no, my general criticism was <laughs> just a load of men in <laughs> specifically <laughs> men. About movies. Yes. Also, I just said like, who could be bothered after a day at work to spend a whole hour sitting down to do something and. And then Dave came up with the cinemiles. Yeah, so that was the challenge was, yeah, was, yeah how do I get Cathy, how, how can I basically stick a, a, a microphone in Cathy's face uh, uh, during a time in which she doesn't have to do anything extra? And I realised we're walking home, we, we had a local uh, cinema, the Odeon in Richmond, where we had, uh, you know, one of those passes, mm-hmm. you know, so we, were, we loved this, have always loved the cinema, have a shared love of movies, and we were going, you know, at least once a week. Pre-kids, sometimes we were like three times a week. Sometimes we go a couple of times in a day, you know? <laughs> oh, the glory Imagine days. That. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I, so I asked you, you know, uh, I asked you the, the big question, I popped the question, <laughs> will you let me stick this microphone? Which by the way, we're still using the same microphone for eight years. So the very first episode, which we're gonna play a clip from now, was recorded on this Zoom H4N, which is a little bit worse for wear now, but it's 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 doing its job. The same piece of kit yeah. this whole time. I think that's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, and uh, it wasn't like if you like use <laughs> cost per use, it's probably ended up costing us two p an episode. <laughs> this recording device. Massive massive value gotten yeah. out of this. So tw- it's 2016. The Jungle Book is out by John Favreau. I think this was one of the earlier of the you know it was before everyone was really sick of these these bloody Disney live action remakes and uh, and we said let's let's give it a go so let's just I'm gonna just gonna stick this in your in your face and we're gonna record it and uh, here's what happened so we're gonna play a, a, a little clip now so you're gonna hear us from eight years ago this is the but very first say, episode of the cinema you're gonna hear it we never planned what we were gonna do other than we walked to the cinema we record ourselves we walk home <laughs> so in the very first episode the intro was like 10 seconds long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. we record ourselves coming out. But it's basically the same format as now, except we didn't have Spoiler Street. That's yeah. it. That's the only thing so that has really changed. really, very little has changed. <laughs> um, but but you, we do sound a little bit nervous, I think. Yeah, we do sound a little bit different. You'll hear it now. The audio's not as good. I've gotten better at that over the years. So here it is. Uh, we're going to play a short clip from episode one of The Cinema. Okay, Dave here, and I'm here with uh, my wife, Kathy. Hello. Say something. Um, we're about to go into the Odeon in Richmond to watch The Jungle Book. In 3D. In 3D, very importantly. So here we, here we go. This is why that's natural. I say that every time yeah. we go to the cinema. Here we go. Oh, ooby doo, I wanna be like you. I wanna walk like you, talk like you too. You'll see it's true. Someone like me. Right, we're just out of The Jungle Book by Jean Favreau. <laughs> what do you think? I loved it, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Really sweet and fun and looked amazing. Cry? And I cried and I love the music. I cried twice. I wish there was more music. And love Mowgli. He's kind of annoying, but I think that's representative of a typical eight-year-old boy would be a little bit annoying. There was a few times where Mowgli... Uh, I, I like real. I remembered that he was a kid actor delivering lines. Um, like some of his delivery was a little bit like this kid in The Phantom Menace, who you probably wouldn't remember. <laughs> no, I don't. But uh, <laughs> Anakin's friend, it was a little bit like that. I just expected him to say "Wizard Annie" at at any moment. But to be fair, he was really good. He had. If the you consider he acted kind of in front of 
CGI, nothing. nothing. Yeah. I mean, I think he read with the actors. I think he read lines with them, so he was acting with people, but he was essentially running around by himself, doing stunts he was very good and at running. flipping and... Right, there you have it. That's a, a clip from our first ever episode. And it is, like you said, largely the same, except the audio has much improved because <laughs> I taught myself how to, uh, how to edit and, uh, and how to mix. I think that's the, the, that's the main thing. But just to say, you know, we said we'd, were you still using the same um, mic, you know, um, we, you know I, it's all self-taught. I think this is the great thing about podcasting mm-hmm. is it's completely accessible to anybody. It really is. And if anyone has questions, and over the years, many of our listeners have messaged us questions about starting a podcast, just do the cinema at gmail.com. We love to get them. We love to hear your podcast ideas and offer our relatively simple advice that we usually give. Yeah. And um, I got so into the podcasting quickly that on our fifth ever episode, I had actually flown home to Cork and I brought the recorder with me and just recorded myself and my mom going to the cinema. So that's how quickly I was I was a fan of it. Yeah. Because it's fun. And uh, and because the way we do it is just walking. It's just turning on the recorder after we've walked out of the cinema. It really is so easy and fun and you do get funny looks, um, but we're used to them. We just got one right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we literally just turned around away <laughs> just, from people looking at us. Just a little us. turnaround. Um, but that is the funny thing. Yeah, we do we do this. I think that's what kind of... You get a different energy from being outside mm-hmm. as well. Like people, I don't know, talk a bit different yeah. when, when you're... When we sit down in to the record fresh air, at home, you're walking. the odd time, we're like, oh. Uh, you can hear the difference <laughs> when we're sitting at home in our living room. energy. I'd say we're like five times fitter than we would all be now. Having moved back to Ireland where people drive everywhere, we've... To force ourselves to walk to the cinema yeah uh, which is great for us and having my mom on she was our first ever guest but it's a, a tradition we've kept on the podcast we absolutely love having guests because in real life you go to the cinema with lots of people you talk about movies with different people we don't just go the two of us you we're hear not- different voices as well exactly. you hear different opinions now we're not going to play the first ever episode mom came on but we are going to play a clip of my mom our first ever guest when she came <laughs> with mild spoilers for what was it, a Star Trek? Yeah, so this is from episode 10 of our podcast, Star Trek Beyond, we watched with your mom, and she absolutely had no idea what was going on in that movie. <laughs> and, <we laughs> and it was so funny to us. Uh, and we chose this clip just because it was so funny trying to get her to talk about that film, and we got great pleasure from uh, having that conversation with her. So here's a, a quick clip from uh, that episode, episode 10, Star Trek Beyond. With my mother, Linda. Yeah, great That's, action. But I, I will say... incomprehensible. I completely agree. I didn't understand what was happening from yeah. beginning to end. From the whole thing? No, didn't okay. understand. I did once the, the action okay. scene was over, I got it. Look, we usually do a synopsis at the beginning. Okay. And I think, Linda, you should do the synopsis. <laughs> considering you have no idea what, what happened. And I really want to hear what your brain thinks of that. So go on, try, well. and, try and sum up the plot. Okay, well. so there was somebody stranded somewhere. I like that. I that was Somebody a good stranded somewhere, yeah, I like that. and it was the weapon. There was some weapon of mass destruction that <laughs> yeah. I never got I to understand, I understand that either. the it's why, like the how, and the what of it. <laughs> but many people died. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't die. Wasn't that the point? They stopped it. that on IMDb. Many people died. There seemed to be loads of collateral damage with the crew, though. And souls. At one point, the entire souls were sucked. Souls were sucked. The entire so, um, so I liked the introduction that they'd been on a ship for like seven hundred days or whatever, and James. So that that is still still really funny. Your mom, incredible guest. I think our most frequent guest. She's definitely our most frequent. Easily, 
Um, she's often on our Patreon as well, just because she like happens to be in our house when we're watching stuff. And our listeners love her. She is the favorite guest. And just Sorry, shout, out, shout out to Linda because she just is, is like from the off. You can hear it there. I mean, that was her only her second ever time <laughs> coming on this, and she's just such a like so good and such a natural and has really good uh, and interesting insights when she understands what's happening in the movie. And she's not the only family member to have been on. We have had. Uh, both of our dads and all of our siblings on the podcast as well so thank you to all our family everyone members. has been on except my mom who has n- d- refused <laughs> and in particular shout out to my sister Elizabeth um, because during the pandemic she lived with us and we called her Lockdown Lizzy and she was either on the episodes or minding our kids while we recorded them so thank you Lockdown Lizzy yeah big shout out to Lizzy um, but I, I, I chose the, the, the next clip for uh, well a very special reason so my dad uh, came on, as Cathy mentioned, he only ever came on for one episode. That was for uh, episode 19 of our podcast. We, uh, me and him went to see the remake of The Magnificent Seven, which nobody is ever going to remember <laughs> or talk about. But I will always remember this episode uh, because sadly my dad passed away three years ago and he was um, quite ill with... Um, with cancer at this time, at the time of recording. And I think you'll hear it's an incredible testament to him that he, you know, he he, he was facing some very um, grim circumstances, lots of chemo operations. He was in the middle of all that. And he came on this podcast he flew to with London. an absolute smile on his face. You can yeah. hear the joy in him. The He was always a performer. He did stand-up comedy. He loved the spotlight. As soon as this microphone, this very <laughs> microphone switched on, he sweet he switched it on. He just became Donald Corkery, the the performer. And I'm so grateful for our podcast that I was able to capture that in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, you know I can go back and listen to it uh, anytime. So we this is me and him. We had a very special evening in uh, Richmond he came over to visit us uh, me and him went for a, a, a nice steak dinner before I was a vegetarian <laughs> and it's so and, funny uh, now. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, also uh, back then we were ex- we were still amateur but we were very amateur and Dave forgot the wind blocker so no no that's not what happened I, I lost, lost the, the, the wind. wind blocker for the mic during the steak dinner <laughs> between the steak dinner and the cinema it went missing um, and had to buy John. a new one did have a couple of pints mm-hmm. um, so, the, so yeah apologies the audio on this episode is very poor uh, and you can hear the sort of the crackle of the wind and it's not great but one of the best guests ever yeah so here's a here's a a short clip from episode 19 The Magnificent Seven you're a big fan of westerns I remember my whole life yes indeed I've seen the previous two 19 not tonight I've seen the 1960 and 1972 one and uh, they're two of my favourites Brenner right two of my favourites yeah and the second one was with George Kennedy and that uh, they were absolutely fabulous. What was that one? Magnificent Seven Rides again? Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of people shot. I hope there's as many shot tonight. I because otherwise <laughs> I'd be very disappointed. I usually what's have a habit of falling asleep. What's a good... Uh, I usually have a habit of falling asleep at bad, bad films. So tonight will be a test. And basically to sum it up, if I stay awake for the whole film... It's a good movie. It's a good movie. So it's the sleepometer. I can guarantee you that. There's only a handful of It's the patented Donald Corkery uh, yes. sleepometer review system. Absolutely, yeah. The last movie I remember you staying awake for in the cinema 
was Titanic. It must have been a in good 1997. One. That's right. That was a, <laughs> it was a Titanic yeah. struggle to stay awake for all that. <laughs> can tell you. It must have been. <laughs> you know. That was bloody three hours as well, that one. Well, it was, but that'll tell you, it was a good film and it got the recognition that it did. Yeah. And uh, I certainly recognise it by keeping my eyes open. <laughs> so, so, you know. How are you, how are you feeling tonight? Are you, I mean, in, uh, well, are you tired at all? Or? I mean, I must be one of the... I should have become... I should have become a film critic, really, because I'd be the, the most easiest to understand. Well, you'd be the most well-rested film critic. All anybody would need to ask me was, did you fall asleep or did you stay awake? <laughs> and there you are. <laughs> There's your star rating. Right, we're back um, and such a special clip for me as well because I love my father-in-law very, very dearly and absolutely love that he was on the podcast and the bloody pandemic, if it hadn't happened, he'd have been on it more. And of course, a big shout out to Cathy's dad too, uh, who has been our reliable history correspondent over the years, talking about Dunkirk and even most recently Napoleon. Um, but Dave, what is the next clip we're going to talk about? The absolute madness that was Dave's Marvel movie marathon. Yes, yeah, so, so <laughs> in episode 24, this is all so early. We're um, very experimental in our early days. And we, and we should say, you know, um, we, we didn't, we, we'll mention, we were going to mention it in a little bit, but I'll mention it here. You know, we, 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 we won a, a British podcast award, you know, very early in our podcast. So it was around 44, 45, 46 in, in 2017. So we're about a year into it. Um, and that really, you know, we got some great coverage in The Guardian and w- I would like to wish uh, thank you again. We both would to Miranda Sawyer, who, who was really good to us. In, uh, she was incredible. Thank uh, you, Miranda. Over the years, gave us a lot of coverage and really shouted us and, and really, I think, gave us you guys the audience we have today. Absol- we basically had no audience, so she wrote an article about us and she really champions like podcasting and always has done. And then she said in the review that I was funnier than Dave. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's official. It's going um, on my tombstone, and I'll never forget it. <laughs> and, um, but I think so. It's just funny to me looking, listening to this early stuff that we did forty plus episodes with, you know, with no listeners. No listeners. I mean, <laughs> practically none. I mean, I think there was, you know, uh, maybe a hundred people listening, which at the time, you know, was it? And we that, were thrilled. We were thrilled and, and we amazing to, just to have a hundred people. And that's. I remember we were like adding it up, and we were like. It's more than friends or family we have we're listening. Yeah, we realise there are people we don't know listening. Yeah. And we don't know how they found us. A lot of it was Twitter back in the good old days. Oh, yeah, we yeah. Were, you know, we, we connected with loads of film podcasters. It was like a really thriving community there. Can't say it is anymore. Um, but that was a lot of it. And um, when to think that we just loved doing the podcast so much that like... And this is what all independent podcasts are doing. We weren't really thinking about the audience. We were just thinking about how much we loved doing it and how much fun we were having. And again, I, and back to it, I would encourage anybody, if you want to give this a go or something like this or just get get out there, like don't think about big audiences or reach or any of that. Like we did it for a whole year and we had so much fun mm-hmm. um, and nobody was listening. And we still and don't have a big audience, by the way, and we're eight years in now. <laughs> we have a medium-sized audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's a lot bigger than, than it was then. Yeah. But but uh, and I'd also like to shout out, um, you know, because Kathy mentioned that the, there's a great community of podcasters, and once you get in with them, and there's even a sub-community of movie podcasters. Mm-hmm. And we met some fantastic people. In particular, I'd like to shout out uh, our friend Kobe Amanaka, who we met through this, mm-hmm. um, who um, is my co-host on the Wire Strip, invited us on before you know like very early into this mm-hmm. he was looking for guests for his podcast 
Flix Watcher, which mm-hmm. he does with Helen. Uh, it's a great podcast. And, uh, you know, we just took, he posted a Facebook thing. We saw it. We took he a punt, looking, yeah, went yeah. to meet him. And, and, you know, he's one of our best friends today. It's so, such a lovely community. And he's a fantastic person to, to network with and keep all these people together. Yeah. So, yeah. And Anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, Cathy went away for a weekend in, I guess, 2016. Um, and this was the height of like the MCU and uh, there was 13 movies out this is hard to imagine there's 33 movies out now there were 13 out I thought you were going to say there's the 3,333 I mean, it feels, feels like it these days but um, I was keen to sort of just rewatch all of these in a row for some reason because I guess we didn't have kids and had had, had spare time mm-hmm. so Cathy was leaving me to my devices for a weekend this is how I chose to spend my weekend I watched 13 movies back to back uh, over the course of um, th- two days and, and three nights. So you now did I, have some friends on as well to break it up. I did. I did some friends. Yeah. So this is, there was a lot of audio, a lot of me just going crazy by myself. So I'm going to play you two short clips um, from that. These are both from day two. Um, is this a low point or a high point on the podcast? What I'm going to do is, because I just listened just listen back to it. And the, what I'm going to play you is the very beginning of day two where I watch uh, uh, Thor um, and listen to the listen to the sound of my voice and the energy levels. I literally, you can hear me having a cup of coffee, and it's the morning, and I'm quite pumped. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to play you another short clip from th- the end of that day, which is 2 a.m. in the morning, and I'm listening to, and I've just watched Thor: The Dark World. Um, <laughs> and you can big, hear there's yeah, a big dip between those there's movies. There's a huge well. dip in the, my energy <laughs> levels, in my sanity, um, and so I don't know why I did that, but I did. And here's a here's a short extract from it. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good coffee. I'm gonna need. I'm feeling pumped. Today's gonna be good. A lot better than last night. So Thor. Thor is the movie that uh, shouldn't have worked. We all thought it would be stupid. Um, it sounded like a bad idea on paper. It looked like a bad idea on posters. Uh, who was who? Who's this? Crims Hem- Crims Hemsworth. Who's Crims Hemsworth? I mean, that's what we were all asking at the time. Who's Crims Hemsworth? Um, still don't know who Crims Hemsworth is, but uh, Chris Hemsworth was a kind of a nobody. I remember we used to—I uh, recognized him from Home and Away, which we used to watch a lot in uh, in college back in the day. But um, yeah, this movie was a real surprise. I remember um, it was just really fun, lighthearted. Kenneth Branagh was an interesting choice as director, um, and it was sort of an—it it was a diff—it was a nice sort of different more magical sort of take on the um, compared to the other movies credits are rolling on Thor The Dark World it's 2.03am Sunday morning Uh, I am now really feeling the effects of the few beers and the lack of sleep Um, it's only six hours till I have to get up again to keep going with the Winter Soldier so that movie, that movie didn't really do it for me this time. Um, I mean, admittedly, I am tired, but I was tired through Iron Man 3 as well. But that was a lot better. This, um, I mean, there's things I like in this. It's good to see all the characters again, but it's lacking that fish out of water humor that the first one had. And that it's lacking a lot of that charm. But what it does have is it looks a lot better. I mentioned earlier in my Thor um comments that 
the Asgard just looked shit. It looked just looked like a big church organ with loads of CG. We never actually saw any of it. We were only ever in like two locations. Whereas Asgard in this movie feels like a really fleshed out um, location. There's we see lots of like beautiful sort of water scenes. Um, we see like taverns. We see a lot more of the the city, and we see other worlds. Thank you, Dave. And that truly was a moment when I wondered if you were okay. And I also wondered if I should be married to someone who would do such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that you, I don't think you've ever listened to that. I know. And you haven't even listened to it in this episode. <laughs> I refuse to listen to that. Um, and I want no part in it. Honestly, and I had no part in it. Listening back to it now, like eight years later, it just makes me sad for, <laughs> for where the MCU. We, for the MCU. Yeah, yeah. There was a point it, what, a, what, a, what a high point that was. The MCU Civil War. was a really high point like for this podcast because, you know, it was the glory days when we started it and we had loads of interesting conversations and there were years where like MCU movies would have been in like at least your top five list oh yeah um, and as we'll get to soon we had a special celebrity guest who was a correspondent for MCU reviews um, but first uh, one of the things that we love doing is talking about movies and we also love arguing about movies um, and every now and then we capture an argument on the podcast and everyone loves it and we're going to play a clip of when we talked about La La Land because for some reason we really disagreed and then all of our listeners were like 50-50 polarised and uh was quite fun chatting with everyone about it everyone really disagreeing like movies are to be talked about and like when people have different opinions it's really fun and like we never believe in like what can turn into like toxic trolling where people are really like guarded over their opinions about film and like completely get angry if other people disagree ours is always in good spirit as are our listeners and this is just a clip to show that off but i think because we're married as well we're comfortable in kind of pushing each other's buttons and, yeah and kind of dis- disagreeing um so yeah this was and, and for some reason people like really listening to us disagreeing that's the, the feedback <laughs> we've had over the years because we don't disagree that often but if we were a more clickbaity podcast I think we we'd would, lean into it perhaps we'd yeah. lean into it in like fake disagreements yeah. which we don't do uh, I don't agree <laughs> I don't agree we would do that <laughs> because people just love listening to couples <laughs> fight I think anyway this is us talking about La La Land and you know extremely mild spoilers for the end of that eight year old film yeah no I would say full spoilers for, <laughs> la, for the end of La La Land so if you really don't want to know that, how that ends you know skip on five minutes not even three minutes what's the filmmaker going I'm not giving the audience what they want, so I'm going to give them this brief kind of fantastical montage and let them have all the warm, gooey feelings they want to have at the end of the movie. And then I'm going to bring it back to reality again where they're broken up for no reason when they're supposedly madly in love with each other. I completely disagree. I think... So I was really annoyed at that whole sequence. No. just pissed me off. No! It was... That was a, 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 an incredible moment shared between two people looking out over a crowd who parted the ways. Moment? You love each other. Why the hell are you sitting on stage playing a song to someone you haven't seen in five years if you love each other? And Look, she's got her... Like, I just didn't buy it. I just thought it was... I think that... I get the idea. Because... I get that he wanted them no, no. to not be together, the filmmaker. But he should have made that... He should have made that harder for them. Kathy, it shouldn't, it's not that easy to break up with someone. Their dreams were incompatible. They weren't. He no, they were. He wants to be a jazz musician. She wants to be no, an actress. No, he wants to open up a specific place in a specific spot in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, she and she wants, she to, wants to be five an months. actress. She wants to be an actress. Hello, actresses live in okay. Los Angeles. Look, you know, they're not I'll really admit, differing dreams. I'll like. admit to you, there is, it's, it's a slight bit of a stretch. But I think once you buy that, I think it's quite a, it's a, it's a really beautiful, bittersweet ending. Nah, I didn't buy it. I just thought... 
they because want to make of that a classic one... movie, right? The aim of this movie is clearly to make a classic go down in history, ode to Hollywood, win all the Oscars, etc. And he knows, that filmmaker, that to make that kind of movie that goes down like that, you need to have a sad ending where they don't end up together. And that's why they didn't end up together. Okay, I th- um, you might you might be right there. Uh, there there's, might be a little I cried. bit of, I mean, I was crying. There might be a little bit of cynicism. I was because really upset <coughs> that they weren't together. But then I was confused. I thought, I, you haven't at all made me believe So it. the whole thing has just collapsed for you because of that one decision where they didn't stay together. Well, it's right? not just that one That's decision. What you're it was that they... There was no effort involved. They just broke up and said, "Oh, I'll always love you, great." There was effort. He like, was well, on. This isn't a love story. Kathy, he was on easy. tour. Um, he was on tour with that band for for what we don't know months. And it was nothing because years. it went no no because it went from spring to fall, spring to summer. That was it. Yeah, but whatever. The point is, they did they did try. They tried very hard. They tried. They he, didn't. They were together like what six months? Okay, look, we're getting. <laughs> you are again getting into. You love doing this. You 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 get. But very very nitpicky on a small point a and small then point. the entire movie is about their relationship <laughs> no 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 I am not getting nitpicky on a small point <laughs> this movie is sold to us as a Ryan Gosling Emma Stone romance right so we're going to skip uh, skip ahead a bit now so that was episode 30 we're going to skip right to episode 100 so another year passed during this time uh, a lot of big things happened uh, you got pregnant uh, mm-hmm. with our first child, Oscar, uh, and during that time, we, we we were very fortunate to win that British Podcast Award, which kind of just kind of changed this whole thing for us, and and we're still so grateful for that. And I think we were like, oh, if we hadn't won that award and never really gotten any listeners, we might have stopped making the podcast, as lots of people do, because life gets in the way, particularly if you have a baby. Like it's really difficult to actually get to the cinema. Um, but but we refuse to let <laughs> life get in the way. <laughs> so this next clip is an example of that. So it was our hundredth episode. So obviously we were mad for a gimmick. Um, we were going on holidays to I think Fort Aventura in the Canary Islands. Yeah. Oscar was like five months old. We were like, hmm, what gimmick can we do? Oh, the Shape of Water's out, and it was like winning Oscars. So we couldn't go at the same time because we were on holidays with the baby. So we had to go to two different screenings, which is something that has happened to us a lot over the years ever since. Um, so we'll often go and see a movie together separately, refuse to speak about it until we turn on the podcast and <laughs> yeah. record ourselves. Totally normal thing to do. Um, and in this instance, there was two separate screenings of it in the local cinema, but only one of them had English subtitles. No, no, neither w- of them had English subtitles. Only one of one was in the original Sorry. English <laughs> audio English? with Spanish subtitles for the Spanish audience. Yeah. The other one was a Spanish dub. Yeah. So we had to flip the coin... Uh, Flip the coin or I or just you said, just said I'm taking the good I'm one I'm taking the English yeah. one um, so because obviously we're in Fort Ventura and like, the na- like everyone speaks Spanish there so of course why would they always have English screenings and um, so I went to the English one Dave went to the Spanish one which didn't have any English subtitles and then we recorded our podcast as you would walking through the water on the beach with Dave wearing our baby Oscar on a baby Bjorn Yes, yes. So we did The Shape of Water in Water, or La Forma del Agua, as I will always know it, because I've only ever seen that film in a language I don't understand. <laughs> so here it is. Um, or our experiences of it. So I think we should actually, let's talk about the actual cinematic experiences firstly, because we experienced this very, very, very differently. differently. Okay, um, then we'll do initial thoughts on the movie, and then we'll go to spoiler sand. Yes. God, <laughs> so obsessed with like getting the word sand in here. Um, or spoiler C. All right, so I will say, so I saw the movie Espanol. Yes, um, and you saw it two nights ago now. 
Yeah, but it's as vivid to me as if it were last night. Um, very interesting experience. It's so cold. I will say it's very cold. Uh, this was your idea. Uh, oh no! Oscar's hat's no, blown into the ocean. Hat. Oh, sorry, Oscar. Oh no, I'll get no, it, I'll get it. I'll get it, I'll get it. Trust me, it's not sunny. All right, so there's no okay. sun on his head. You can confirm. He's fine. Yeah, no, I'll keep him in the shade. <laughs> <coughs> okay, sorry. Short interlude. Um, Oscar, sort yourself out, man. So, <laughs> Oscar's like, what's happening? Um, so I'll be honest. When, when the movie started, um, and there's somebody started narrating in Spanish. Who was that? That was, was Richard that, Jenkins. Was that, I thought it might be Richard yeah. Jenkins, but anyway, I had no idea what he was saying. Um, a very beautiful opening scene of the her living room all in underwater very very cool and then the voiceover comes in and i'm like instantly i'm like oh this is just gonna frustrate me for the whole time it's like a it's like a puzzle i'll be just confused and frustrated because i love i like i don't even like um you know missing two minutes of a movie mm -hmm. um i always pause a movie you know i don't like going to if we're at home i don't like going to the toilet for two seconds i don't want to miss a single thing because i want the entire like um, jigsaw before I can sort of form thoughts on it. So th this to me was like uh, very, very frustrating, but. Okay, Dave, are you going to take this long talking about your experience? Cause you're only on the opening scene. Hang on. Yeah, I'm going to go through the, the movie blow by blow. No, I'm not, <laughs> just let me talk. Okay. Um, and, but I will say I actually, I actually got into it. It sort of just, uh, I, I just forgot about it. I just got into the movie cause it was, uh, you know, I think because all of the characters were, I mean, roughly sort of um, defined by by sort of traits, like sort of. Well, I'm going to speak to this later, actually. Okay, I was able to basically, on broad strokes, I was able to completely understand the movie, the plot, what was happening. Oscar's I think, trying to grab the recorder. I think what I missed. <laughs> the downside of him not being in his buggy. <laughs> I think what I missed out on was the nuance so obviously i didn't experience the screenplay at all so can't speak to that well it helps when the um, lead character is mute actually watching a movie no i saw that language. so i didn't know that she was mute when we started yeah me neither and then i saw oh my god she's mute that she can't talk this is perfect and then of course they subbed all her sign language into spanish yes but they subbed her sign language into spanish in my screening too because my subtitles were in spanish so all Why the were your Russian subtitles in Spanish. You were at an English screening. Yeah, but the oh, English screening English... is subtitled into Spanish for oh, locals. Oh my god! Um, so the Russian stuff was subtitled into Spanish, and oh, so you couldn't her... understand the Russian stuff. Now, to be honest, it didn't matter with Sally Hawkins because everything she said, other characters basically repeated anyway. Okay, we're back. It's the present, 2023. So another thing we wanted to um, just shout out and, and again be very grateful for is um, you know when after winning the award and getting a bit of media coverage you know we were uh, very fortunate enough to be you know to get on the radar of some some bigger uh, podcasters and movie people and we were able to um, meet and and have on our podcast uh, people like Chris Hewitt and Helen O'Hara from from Empire which was uh, I think big moment for huge moment for yeah. both of us but uh, you know and particularly me I was I used to read Empire all the time as a as a teenager and I uh, you know, applied for their Thunderdome writers critic thing, which, you know, I was able to pull Chris up on when we met him in person. Um, and they were just lovely people. And, and They're so nice. Really gave us a, a big signal boost and eventually invited us onto the Empire Film Podcast as well. Which was one of our lockdown pandemic, highlights. Yeah. Which was another highlight. But it's just one of the lovely things about being in podcasting is that, like, it's still a medium where people very much, like, help others and... 
support people who've got like you know support people who you might think they have a really cool podcast even if they don't really have any listeners because people are in it for the joy of yeah. podcasting um, and I think it's just lovely and that's why we've always been so grateful when people have done that for us and we're trying to do for other podcasters as well but one person I think who um, has done that not just for us but for so many podcasts and is a real champion of the medium mm-hmm. is Scroobius Pip from the Distraction Pieces podcast and network co-founder of Pod Bible, mm-hmm. uh, and just an awesome, awesome uh, guy who, you know, from the off was shouting about our podcast on his own, you know, tweeting about us. Um, Such and, a nice and, person. And then we got in touch with him and invited him on and started messaging him. He said he'd love to come on, but you know, it was very difficult. It's very difficult. Our podcast is difficult because you can't just jump on a Zoom or a mm-hmm. Squadcast or whatever and like, you know, conveniently have a half an hour conversation with someone and say goodbye we have to meet them in person at a cinema <laughs> and then go in and spend two hours with them talk to them at first because you can't just and go for a walk yeah you have to get to know each other briefly yeah. you have to walk around in, in this case a car park talking about the film then you have to sit together in cinema and then you have to record after it's a huge time commitment so when we say that like what Scroobius Pip did was which is where he lived in like Essex he drove out to Staines which was kind of vaguely near where we lived we met in like the Staines cinema he came to see he drove he drove like over an hour <laughs> so nice each way to come on our podcast and like he, he is so generous so with his time so generous and he just and I think it comes to the core of almost everyone we have on our podcast or whose podcast we go on is that the, he just loves movies yeah and this was in the Marvel heyday and so he's a he, comic book nerd comic under, book nerd un, as well as being a, you know. a nice person and uh, he came on twice and both times to talk about Marvel movies so we called him our Marvel movie correspondent and then he did a cinema with his mom on his podcast which is yes. my favourite thing ever and, and, and actually um, he was inspired by us to do his end of, mo- end, end of year movie reviews out walking and started to do them sitting on a bench oh I forgot that as well but we should also we sh- I meant to say at the top of this episode the inspirations for this uh, I'd like to shout out Adam Buxton um, yeah, who walks at the start of his episode? Who I don't think I I, I would have wouldn't have come up with this idea until I heard Adam Buxton walking with his dog Rosie and thinking like, oh wait, you could just record outside. Why didn't I ever think of that? Yeah, people always think that you have to be like in a studio, you have to have like no background noise. Like it doesn't matter. Like we've often had listeners say that like, um, you know, they're out and about and they are listening to our podcast and they hear like a horn beep and they kind of jump, but then yeah. they realise it's a horn on our podcast. Um, like I just think people get way too caught up on audio quality, um, and it's all about the chats and like for the love of podcasting and so what clip are we going to play now Dave? So we thought we'd play a little clip um, from uh, when Scroobius Pip and us went to see Infinity War so here's a short clip of us walking around Staines Car Park <laughs> at uh, where the View Cinema is at uh, at midnight uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the do. way he's like six he's so foot tall. five or something and we are tiny uh, so we looked ridiculous and my arm was like going really high up to talk to him and I was so nervous as well because I was like oh my god he's so famous and I just like but then the second we turned on the mic it was just normal because we were just talking about movies again so yeah. here's the clip uh, hello we're back we're walking around Stain's car park at midnight by ourselves again uh, yes luckily Tim's <laughs> really like... tall so like no one's going to come near us and do anything off because you'll yeah. scare them away yeah you got our yeah, backs right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and wow that I mean Wow. Where to start? There's so much Blimey. to process, isn't <laughs> yeah. there? Uh, will we just... Do, do we have anything to say before we go to Spoiler Street? Everyone's seen this movie by now, right? Yeah. That's Tuesday. The, the thing that I 
I was, was saying upstairs was about about halfway through I was struggling with the film a little bit just because it's all so huge mm -hmm. so it was hard to have much impact it was you know it, 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 it we've spent numerous years getting here so it all has everything that happens is a massive thing that happens so there was a point where I was like oh this is amazing stuff, but nothing's blowing me away. But then that did kind of build up and yeah. It's all, yeah, it's all third act. Yeah, yeah, and it's, exactly that. It starts at a third act and just carries on. <laughs> yeah. So there is kind of, you're, it's an interesting pace. It's not, it doesn't really feel like a traditional film in many ways. It just felt like, it did, yeah, like you said, it felt like the end of a big 10 year yeah. build up, big yeah. release. Um, yeah. But I loved it. Did it, what did you? Did yeah, you? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I said by the end I was completely on board any concerns I had were, were, were comfortably gone Cathy yeah and I know I always hate these movies and I was like assumed I would hate this one I didn't want to hate it because I don't like going to the cinema and not enjoying a movie but actually of all the uh, ensemble movies of this franchise of which there are loads now that we've seen this is definitely the most enjoyable I found one um, and for once I actually didn't think it was too long and it was dragging and I wasn't bored and I could follow everything and you know what I had thought would happen with there being too many characters and none of them getting a look in I didn't feel that I enjoyed all the characters and even though I don't um, like really remember all the movies and I haven't stayed for all the end of credit scenes and everything like that I, I could still follow it um, so I thought it was really good and I think it's quite cinematic achievement to get all of this together and to make it be such a coherent movie yes. and to have be genuinely exciting as well on top and, of that and particularly having seen that attempted and rushed and, f and failed by DC yeah. Yeah. With, with numerous kind of collaboration type ones you can see that it kind of in many ways the, those films are only going to have helped this because it makes you appreciate how hard it is yeah. to pull something like that off it's it's interesting. It's good that this was one that 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 Kathy enjoyed because you were saying for how you generally enjoyed the origin ones, and this couldn't be more opposite to yeah. that. It's it's the complete. It's yeah. not origin at all no. yet. And there are certain bits that if you don't haven't seen this film or as we were saying, if you haven't stuck around for two post end credit screens on every film, <laughs> you, there's bits you might not get or might not understand. But it still f felt like it flowed fine regardless yeah. of that they they felt like bonus information rather than you crucial information which is cl cleverly done okay so uh, we, we we have had a lot of guests on, on the podcast uh, over over the years we can't shout them all out but we wanted to pick one more clip we do love you all and are so grateful but we, we wanted to pick this other clip because i think you know we spoke about how awkward it can be to meet people for the first time just watch a movie with them and then just go straight into to talking about it <laughs> and I think uh, this 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 episode was just so funny because the movie we chose to see was High Life which was a very arty and very sexually charged <laughs> movie with uh, Robert Pattinson and Juliette Binoche and this was the movie that we chose to see for some reason with um, no, with science-ish because there it was oh, about oh, like it was sci -fi. space. Right, okay. it was about space and like black holes. And specifically, we Dr. Michael Brooks, who was like a physicist. Yes. So this is Dr. Michael Brooks and and Rick Edwards from their brilliant uh, podcast Science-ish, uh, where they um, uh, look into the the science behind movies. So and we, like for anyone who doesn't know who Rick Edwards is, he's like a TV pinup 
So just to put it yes. into context, he's a very attractive he's, man. But he's also got like and a so, science so degree. So is Michael, to be fair. Science degree, like super clever. They're doing a science podcast, but I like kind of knew him from just like TV shows. And um, but they're podcasters who love podcasting and who love movies, which is why they were on our podcast. And uh, I was just like, I cannot believe we've gone to this movie with Rick Edwards. I was literally dying as we watched it. And anyway, so it was just incredibly uncomfortable because you're sitting next to someone you just met watching <laughs> Juliette Binoche. <laughs> Have, have orgasms basically yeah. um, and so this is us sort of in the aftermath of that just dealing with it <laughs> here it is it's really odd um, and I, I don't really know what I can speak about without spoiling anything but certainly I found like the, the setting very interesting and uh, I guess in spoiler shoot we'll get to like the sex room <laughs> you just can't wait to talk just, about the sex I room just can wait, like, I was just sitting there going when's the sex room going <laughs> to be fair it did seem like pretty much every room was the sex room really in yeah. Some ways. it yeah. was very interesting and right I'm no expert on like fertilisation or um, reproduction but Michael you'll know more than us I think hopefully when we get to it there's some I have serious questions over what was going on with the, um, the sperm shaman <laughs> yeah. she was described spoiler there's a sperm oh shaman. and one more thing Juliette Binoche yeah. yeah don't know why she was in this movie and what was going on with her wig well because she okay. was in Chocolat wasn't she and she yeah, was probably yeah. thinking oh yeah it'll be nice like that <laughs> <laughs> your first scene's in the sex room Juliette <laughs> oh no <laughs> actually appropriately enough this is my agent's sex room Oh, so, yeah, I, yeah, was, I was going to say, I, mean, it. I really like this. looking at pictures of naked women. On yeah, the there wall. you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's all part of the Atmos. It's an awesome room, though, by the way. But yeah, her wig made me feel physically ill. I couldn't cope with it. It was so gross. Her wig was the least of my concerns. <laughs> <laughs> she also had a Merkin on, though. <laughs> yes, she I mean, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah, had two yeah. wigs on. We have so much to talk yeah. about. All right, uh, Rick, what did you think of the Merkin? I, yeah, the, the, the Merkin was... Um, yeah, I sort of had to blink to make sure I was. And I was like, no, no, that is what I'm looking at. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, that whole scene was um, was quite intense, wasn't it? I mean, the whole thing is unbelievably intense, but that in particular. I was so glad I wasn't sitting next to either of you and I sitting next to Dave because I felt like it would have been such an awkward scene to like sit next to. Well, it's, it's interesting because we, we all just met today for yeah, the first time, right. really, and then went straight, like 10 minutes later yeah. <laughs> went into this and full-on sex room assault. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a really sort of a trial-by-fire way way to, to introduce yourself to, to someone. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we've all come out of it stronger, haven't we? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, I would say it's not a first date movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's sort of a good call. no date yeah. movie, actually. <laughs> Unless also, you're trying to break up with someone. <laughs> also, don't go by yourself. <laughs> oh, no. That's don't wear weird. a Mac. That's weird as well. Um. Okay, so we, we are fast forwarding a little bit now. So we're going to fast forward to uh, about halfway through our podcast run so far. So about this is episode 164 we're going to talk about where we did our first ever live show at the Latitude Festival um, in, what was this, 2019? Summer 2019. Maybe? Yeah. Little did we know what was to come. Uh, what do you mean? I mean 2020. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get to that. We're gonna, we're gonna, we've got some coverage coming up on the pandemic. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we were invited to the Latitude festival um and we uh, got a special guest uh this is director asif kapadia whom who at the time was on the oscar press nominated director oscar nominated director for um 
uh, he was touring uh, we're talking about Diego Diego uh, his third film Maradona. in his unofficial um, famous people with one word trilogy Senna Amy and Diego I thought this movie was called Maradona uh, I think it's called well, uh, we'll Mar- find is it out called Maradona oh my god <laughs> anyway he was such a gent he was so uh, generous with his time to speak about not only this film with us but we were kind of talking about sports movies in general it was loads of fun um, it was brilliant to do a live podcast and uh, yeah here's the clip there's a there's a line I think it's the closing line of the movie where he's asked in an interview uh, something like what's, what's your favourite memory what's your favourite racing moment and it's go-karting it's that it's that sort of going back to the childhood so even after all those successes he he ran out of sort of fuel chasing these these highs and just reminisced about those glory days and and it feels like you as you say there's a there's a commonality with all three of this success being a trap almost yeah with Senna it was you know his great rival was someone you'd never heard of heard of it was a guy that was a go-kart driver who Senna never beat and, and it was just this idea, there was a simplicity. It wasn't about money, it wasn't about politics, it was just pure racing. And that's what he loved. With Amy, she was like a jazz singer. She just wanted to sing. She didn't want all the fame. And with Maradona, in a way, he just liked to play. And of course, the politics and the drugs and the bands and everything that goes wrong in his life takes away his simple ability to go and play football. So weirdly enough, if there's a theme, there's a simplicity in all of their lives which they just love doing but they're really good at it they become successful and becoming successful means the thing they love is taken away and i think that that is evidently a theme it's not a conscious decision when i started the films but that came out of the process of research and editing and it's the vested interest so with you know with senna he's locked into this car that he was dying to race and it's suddenly no good anymore because they've kind of changed it's it about politics as well yeah. you know it's about the system that each of them is fighting against a big system and they're always slightly outside the system, I feel. That, I'm interested in those characters that are outsiders. Mm-hmm. And I think with, I think the reason a- Amy felt much sadder than the other two is because while Senna and Maradona are locked into big money contracts, there's a point in the Amy documentary where actually she's not committed to any more gigs. And then she goes to do them because it seems like familial pressure or pressure from her manager and it's when she it's so sad to watch because actually if someone is really looking out for you in your life that's not what you would be doing and there was no financial obligation that's what's so astounding about it the other two I get to a point you know Maradona wants to leave they won't let him he's locked into a contract you have to play and that moment in Maradona when when we see it flipping and he's like the bell of the ball and this actually got quite a laugh in our cinema but I don't know if you intended that when it cuts to his Christmas party and he's on his own and our because it was such a shocking moment I think it's a laugh. nervous laughter yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was so it was such a high and such a low and wow. um, yeah the other thing that got a laugh in our cinema was the hand of God um, well there's they, still they a clapped. lot of in France they clapped during that <laughs> <laughs> of course well there's still a lot I would imagine there's a lot of it's English really people it's really interesting today, how right? these films actually when I, particularly Maradona wherever I go in the world or whoever I talk to everyone has a personal connection so I was in Dublin when we showed the film and everyone started booing when, when Ireland got knocked out by Italy <laughs> yeah. of course Ireland and I talked to an Australian journalist and they'll go oh yeah yeah he knocked us out of the World Cup in 1994 for the qualifying go, oh yeah I forgot so everyone had their kind of experience of Maradona because it's football I guess everywhere mm-hmm. you go so in Italy they view it one way depending on if it's southern Italy or northern Italy 
and in Argentina it's very emotional for them watching their yeah. film about their kind of young hero um, and in England obviously there's a lot of people you've got to kind of undo the hand of God um, and well, well, how, do, how do you guys feel in the crowd there how do you, how do you feel about Diego Maradona right now give us a cheer if you think he's a great we've got a thumbs up that's great for a podcast thank you <laughs> go ahead shout Who's a, if you if you really if you really think Diego Maradona is a misunderstood character give us a cheer if you think he's just an awful cheating prick give us another cheer oh wow right yeah. still a lot of hatred here we need that's to take this show on later. the road to Ireland we get a very different reaction to that no question. it's Thierry Henry we have the issue with yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it's the same move it's <laughs> the nice guy isn't yeah. He? yeah so I think that was an incredible experience for us to be on a, be on a stage yeah. with, uh, and, me, and, and thanks again to Asif Kapadia who's a lovely guy and uh, this is a great film as well it's a brilliant film yeah um, right our next uh, clip we w- uh, this, so this is um, uh, the first proper cinema trip we took our son Oscar to now he came to a lot of uh, cinemiles with us over the years as a baby uh, and was in the baby buggy but this is the first one he was kind of you know cognizant for mm-hmm. or was you know interacting with uh, and it was geared towards him this is a short Paw Patrol movie you know they do like 45 minute sort of yeah. not feature length sort of movies for, for young kids and I was pregnant with our second son Elliot and this was actually a perfectly normal thing to be doing but the day before your son is born uh, this was the day before he was born when you went to see this and, was it? Um, yeah oh, wow. and uh, we just had such a ball because it was so sweet to hear Oscar like talk about a film and it's really sweet now listening back because he's six and a half to just I don't remember him sounding this cute to be honest I know and it's just again it's just a lovely thing to to have and to and, and to kind of cherish and our last or just uh, last couple of episodes we've had both kids on again we don't do it very often but we had both of them on talking about their favourite films the last year and it's just for us it's like a marker in time of like having their voices captured yeah. uh, and it's wonderful so here's Oscar talking about Paw Patrol his first ever cinema experience now we've just seen uh, Paw Patrol Ready Rescue. Re, um, what was Ready it? Ready Race Rescue. Ready Race Rescue. Uh, Turns out it was only forty-five minutes long. Yeah, it was very short. <laughs> Forty minutes too long. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar, did you like the cinema? Yes. Yeah. Well, what did we see? Um, Paw Patrol. And what happened to the dogs? What did they do? Down. They fell down, yeah, some of them fell down, didn't they? And they were racing in their cars, weren't they? Oh, that's car. Yeah. And who's your favourite one? My favourite one is red. Red, you like the red one? Yes, and I like blue. And you like blue as well? And orange. And orange. <laughs> wow, there's lots of good ones, isn't there? And do you want to go to the cinema again? Um... No, we don't want to go. Yes, I want to go to another Yeah, well, we can go later. Yeah, we'll go another time. We'll definitely go again. Okay. Tomorrow. You want to go tomorrow? So. Yeah, that's very fluffy, isn't it? Okay, we say bye bye to everybody on the podcast. Bye bye. And of course, after that, our second son, Elliot, was born and uh, we thought we'd also include his first appearance on the podcast talking about DC's League of Super Pets or whatever it was called. (laughs) So we're back now. We've seen um, League of 
Super Pets. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Did you have fun? So Oscar liked yes. it. Elliot, did you like it? Yes. Oh, what did you like about it? Who was your favourite uh, super pet? Which one? The dog one. The dog one? Yes. Which which dog? And the other dog. The other dog. Who oh, was your yes. Oscar? He was fun. Superman. Oh, Superman was your favourite. Did you like Superman's dog? Okay. Yeah? What was your favourite bit in the whole movie? I don't no, that's a hard question to ask. What was your favourite yeah, bit, Elias? I like going on trampoline. You like going on the trampoline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about yes. the pig? Did Classic like part of the cinema. I'm sticking in your butt. Okay. I'm sticking in your butt. Kathy, what did you say? As much as I enjoyed the trampoline we weren't on, I think that was a cracking movie. Family movie. Just going for a walk, look. Kids and adults were laughing. In the audience. Okay, so we're going to skip forward another bit in time. Do you remember 2020? No. Do you remember specifically what happened in no. the... No, me neither, yeah. But There's just two reason, years that I don't remember. Cinemas were closed. <laughs> for a podcast that records their walk home from the movies, things were rough. But yeah. we did watch movies at home and like walk around the block we and talk going, about them. If we only for our sanity. Going. It was honestly us having the podcast during the pandemic was like the best thing ever for our mental health yeah it was something to focus on you know we weren't obviously doing weekly episodes or going to the cinema but we were like as i mentioned earlier my sister lived with us so like she would kind of look after the kids while we took our one permitted walk a day to talk about films yeah. we were watching films on demand we were watching retro movies and um, as we mentioned uh, the empire film podcast invited us on which was like an absolute lockdown highlight for us all done over zoom um but the next clip we're gonna play is us the day the cinemas reopened, I think the day, um, and we are probably the two happiest people you've ever heard because we love the cinema. If that isn't clear, we love films, but I think we love the cinema more than we love films. And we hadn't been in, I think, like eight months or something. We hadn't been in so long. Like we love like walking to the cinema, talking about movies. I mean, I in particular love like getting the popcorn, like being in the theater, like the buzz of like, you know, when you're in a comedy or like a horror and there's like shared experience and like just the whole vibe. And uh, this clip really just captures that joy of being back in the cinema again. Yeah, and it's also, this is a bit of an artefact, this, listening back to this clip, because we're talking about face masks and yeah. cinema etiquette. It's a, So, just a really interesting time. This is us, episode 240, 204, sorry, talking about Christopher Nolan's and Trigger tenet. warning for the pandemic. Yeah. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Cathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Yay! In real life, in actual <laughs> cinemas. We haven't been to a cinema since March. We're two weeks late to the party on Tenet, but we've made it. We're here. We're beyond, like, thrilled. I'm so excited. We haven't been to the cinema since uh, Parasite no. was the last one. Which was an amazing way to go out, but, like, that has not sustained me. That was this year. That was this year. That was in the year 2020. It was 14 was episodes that? ago. So look for a cinema podcast, uh, two people locked in with children. The fact that we managed to do 14 episodes without going to the cinema. We, we, we are so excited about this <laughs> night. It was so funny. Like, um, and we kind of kept forgetting and then remembering that we were going to because the cinema. Because it's like Christmas. <laughs> and like, uh, but like, but better. on top of it, it's like a, a, a Christopher Nolan movies tend to have this sense of event around them yeah. anyway, don't they? Um well, let's talk a, a, a bit. So it actually feels like it's ridiculously exciting. <laughs> I'm so um, happy. I'm like, all I'm thinking about is 
well, A, being away from my children, B, <laughs> I can't popcorn. wait till they're older and hear this. Like, cinema popcorn has been something that I would like, well, truly ser- lost to Are they after. serving it? Yeah, well, so basically you have to it. wear your face coverings and when you're well, in, you're like... you're supposed to sneak the popcorn under your... No, you wear your face coverings, um, I was just asking them, in, like, the corridors and stuff. And then when you're inside, it's, apparently it's all socially distanced. So we'll see how it is, but and apparently you can eat popcorn. Oh, okay. So that was my main concern. Um, however, no, 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 if we're no, no, not distanced... This is how a podca- this is podcasting with a mask <laughs> Take the mask I wonder off. if it sounds different. No, it would sound I think terrible. it does. I think people sound different through a mask. I'm telling you it sounds different. I okay, oh, fine, okay. Um, but it provided Although, we're far enough away from other people, I'm 100% taking my mask off. Ironically, this feels appropriate for a Christopher Nolan movie where you can't hear any of the dialogue and apparently it's a huge issue in this are you serious in this movie Um, do you remember do you remember when we saw The Dark Knight Rises I remember and we were like what the fuck is Bane saying (laughs) (laughs) he's like uh, what Tom Hardy's talking to a sock remember we'd seen a preview of it incomprehensible when we went to see Mission Impossible in IMAX we saw a preview of that movie in IMAX like a five minute trailer yeah it was the no it was was the opening scene and we were like sorry what's he saying something's gone wrong with the film but you know that was um, widely um, that preview was widely criticised for that and they actually fixed it for the they fixed that <laughs> section for the movie so it was a little better because they adjusted the volume and stuff <laughs> right Bane was Bane was doing masks before it was cool but even okay we've managed uh, to avoid all trailers for Tenet all reviews for Tenet and we know absolutely like basically each know about one line that we could say that we know about Tenet yeah. like De- we've deliberately so because that's very well. we like that's how we like to experience movies particularly sort of uh, twisty turny Christopher Nolan type things okay so that brings us on to our last clip of this 300th cinema spectacular uh, which is we chose this because we moved home to Ireland in uh, uh, 2020 two yep this and is now an Irish podcast this is an Irish podcast it was at one point a British podcast hosted by two Irish people that's, that's true <laughs> we are we are one of the few podcasts to have won a British podcast award and an Irish podcast award and that is the best humble brag I've ever heard Dave thanks yeah yeah there's nothing humble about it <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so uh, this movie I think represented um, I don't know. Is that it's it, it's kind of has it's, it's an Irish sort of uh, kind of an Irish movie. I think it, it's the term is Irish. It was a big yeah Irish is right. It was a big kind of landmark event for us because it was also our two hundred and fiftieth episode. Um, and like the timing was exquisite because we love gimmicks around marked episodes and yeah. Like for this movie to be coming out around our two hundred and fiftieth was potentially a sign from God if you believe in such things. Um, we had possibly the best laugh of the year talking about this film it's probably one of my favourite episodes you've ever recorded I don't believe in God but I do believe in Michael Flatley (laughs) and how he has transformed cinema for Um, the better so here's here's our episode 250 us talking about Michael Flatley's directorial writing and acting debut I mean I would say his debut is an auteur yeah yeah certainly is an auteur there's nothing else like this here it is so I was talking about Blackbird. I'd love to be able to bankroll my own film and put it out in the cinema. What would your film be about? Services. I don't know, but I'd love to be able to do it, so I don't begrudge him at all. Sorry, I'm not begrudging him. I'm just telling you what I thought of yeah. the movie I watched and his abilities, um, which I think little of either. <laughs> <laughs> do you and think I, that's fair? I think that's really fair, yeah. What do you think of him Like, I'm not begrudging him how he can spend his money all he wants. What if do you he's, think if he's going to bring people into the cinema and, and in August and we're all going to laugh and cheer along then then fine what do I think of him as actor I think 
he is certainly fine. Yeah, he is like, not, he, he's he not is, notably bad. He, here's, here's an important fact. He is not the worst actor in this movie. No. Like, by a, like, like, by a long shot. He's, he's also, down the list because there are better actors than him here. Eric Roberts is clearly oh my God, that's what I want to say. He, the I most accomplished him. actor in this and is having a lot of fun. I loved Eric Roberts. Yeah, and he, he, lifts, he lifts this movie. Yeah, he really does. Um, but, but Michael Flatley, do, did, uh, is he a terrible actor? No. Did I buy him as this character? I bought him, you see. I think his character is ludicrous, <sighs> but if I put aside the ludicrous... How ludic- the ludicrosity ludicrosity is that a word of the character putting all that aside and do I believe that he could win in a fight no but putting those two things aside I think he carried the role fairly well I admire that he didn't give himself too much dialogue because I actually think that's a role that like he could have gone down and it would have been terrible he's he had such minimal dialogue that I was actually like is he supposed to be Irish or American I wasn't hearing enough of his accent I think he was supposed to be Northern Irish I think um but actually, yeah, He's I, definitely supposed I to be admired Irish. his restraint because he could have given himself a lot more dialogue. But we need to get to Spoiler Street. Let's go to Spoiler Street. So now. you're saying people need to watch the YouTube cutscene, and I'm saying spend all your money on going to see this in the cinema. <laughs> I mean, go see it today <laughs> when it's cheap. Yeah. Don't, don't, I mean, I cannot in good conscience recommend this movie. It was so unless fun, though. You, but it wasn't. I'm sorry. This is my, this is my point. I would, I, I am a sucker for a so bad it's, it's good movie, but they have to be like, like the room is just like what is this this is See, I can't watch the like, room though the I think it's like is, watching paint dry watching the room like this ticked along it was the problem is that short. this movie is too competent it's, it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like it's actually just so fine the the for the most of it that it's so boring and dull and I think it's unforgivably dull but then and you'd remember that he wrote it and any, then you'd fucking piss yourself because anytime like, he was on screen with his tilted hat looking wistfully so into fun. the distance and like saying and saying things like you know uh, I can't go through with it I can't go back <laughs> we walked away from that life when he said um, who I am is none of your concern and what I do is, is out, of, out your of your control. control like there's some good lines in here oh but fantastic whenever someone would comment on how hot he is that the reason why the audience was laughing is because the audience knows he's written that for himself he wrote that whereas if it was like if he hadn't written it I don't think the audience would have been laughing and that's why I enjoyed it because it was kind of meta that it was so ludicrous like how imagine having the audacity and the complete (laughs) lack of like embarrassment to write that on a page about a character you're going to inhabit then stand on a set full of people and tell a ridiculously attractive woman who's less than half your age to tell you <laughs> how handsome you look tonight. He's like, it's not me, it's the character, okay? The character's it's really handsome. It's what the script demands. Exactly. And but the funny thing is, we're laughing at it, but like, how many movies do we watch uh, Hello Bond? Where men are this unattractive and for no reason at all young women are throwing themselves at them. So... It's, again, it's only funny because it's him. But anyway, we need to get spoiler streets. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so spoil- spoilers now for Michael Flatley's Blackbird. I'm so, so happy to say that sentence. All right, so here we are. We're back in the present and we are going to wrap up here. Uh, and I think the last thing to say is just a huge thank you to you again, our, our listeners, mm-hmm. for listening to us for 300 plus episodes. A huge thank you to everyone on our Patreon who uh, continues to support us and makes this show possible mm-hmm. and will continue to make it possible into the future and to all of our listeners who do our favourite thing which is actually message us whether it's on Instagram Patreon Gmail whatever 
and tell us letterbox what you think about movies because that's what we love doing talking about movies with our listeners uh, we're such a lovely bunch honestly um it's really incredible how nice everyone who listens to our podcast is and we appreciate every single download we appreciate everyone who's ever left us a review it means a lot um really helps like small podcasts like ours get found if people kind of rate and subscribe on platforms if you're ever wondering why people ask to do that it's because it helps with discoverability so if you haven't done it we love if you could do it and thanks dave for being a great co-host and oh. for coming up with the podcast premise thanks that Kathy. I love. well thank you for uh being s- so uh, absolutely against <laughs> any of the ideas I presented that you forced me into creating <laughs> this idea. Fantastic. Uh, and it's been fantastic just doing this with you for the past eight years. It's and, always uh, been our kids. It's our first baby. I know, yeah. And uh, long, could say most precious baby. Long may it continue. Mm-hmm. Cinema may be crumbling. <laughs> the movies may be getting worse. <laughs> and I have to... But I'm we'll continue it, to walk. Putting it on the record, my goal for this podcast is that we will be the longest running podcast in the world because when we're like 85, I want us zooming home in wheelchairs or with Zimmer frames or whatever we're doing from the cinema and talking about movies what do you think a zoom home from the I movies think, I think uh, we can manage it yes our carers can can, can hold the mics they'll for be us. like oh sick of yeah. these two <laughs> 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 alright well thanks again for everyone for listening and uh, regular service will resume next week bye bye hi my name is Kay Adams and to be honest I'm not so good with the ageing process so I enlisted my old chum the filter free Cara McKenzie to advise could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.